Hi, I'm Morvan Westfield, and you're listening to Vampires, Witches, and Geeks, a podcast about vampires, modern witches, and geeky stuff. This is episode 33, interview with writer Gordon Linsner. This episode was recorded on March 16, 2013, but the interview itself was recorded in July 2012 at Nikon, a horror writers' convention held in Bristol, Rhode Island. Gordon Linsner currently lives in New York, where he sometimes functions as a tour guide. For many years, the editor and publisher of Space and Time magazine, he also found the time to write short stories and four novels. The Spy Who Drank Blood, 1984, The Oni, 1986, The Troop, 1988, and The Hounds of Hell in 2008 with Ron Fortier. Note, this interview was recorded at a convention and contains background noise. Okay, we're here at Nikon 32 and I'm speaking to Gordon Linsner. Did I pronounce that correctly? You did. Excellent. Spelled it wrong, would you pronounce it correctly? <laughs> My mind must have put in the... Uh... It's okay. And let's see, I'm talking to authors who have written some sort of vampire novel or short story or whatever, so what have you written? All right. Well, the one they've got from uh, Nikon Books, the re- e-book reprint, is sort of a psychic vampire story. It's called The Troop, T-R-O-U-P. Yeah. And it's basically people going around there feeding on fear. So what they do is they're able to sense what your most intense fear is mm. and feed it back to you. And most of them don't care what happens to you. They just like overload you to the point where you die. But you know, some of them they won't get stop here, and then you survive, and you're free of fear. Mostly, they're just plain people. Now, are they are they humans, or are they some sort of alien creature? Or? Okay, well, I didn't put much of the backstory in the novel itself, but basically, these are people that were taken over by aliens that got into their brains, so they were human at one time, mm-hmm. and the alien creatures got into them and is using them as a vessel to uh, feed on Get other people. And can they create others like themselves? Uh, no. Not okay. unless the aliens within them reproduces, and then it goes out and seeks. Others. But that hasn't happened. Okay. And I ran into something, the spy who drank blood. Right. Uh, when I started my magazine back in 1966, and this is I was Space and Time, Space and Time magazine, which Hildy Silver now publishes with much better success. <laughs> uh, I was printing a lot of my own stuff, and the second issue, I decided to do like a, a spy parody with a vampire. I even used a, a fake pseudonym for that one, but then I later on, as I was getting more material from other people, I didn't have to like put different names on all my stuff. Right. And that was kind of a fun series. I did about uh, seven or eight stories in space and time, and then I did the novel in 1984. And is it humorous or adventure? Or it's it's adventure. It has some humor because mm-hmm. the idea of a vampire spy is intrinsically funny. Yes. And is what kind of a vampire is he? Does he follow some of the old tropes and um... most the old tropes? Yeah, because that yeah. gives it structure there. Right. Um, for convenience, I skip a few of the tropes. I mean, we use the running water thing, but not too often because it just kind of slows the plot. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, he'll find some way to get over it. He'll hop in a jeep that somebody's driving or something. Right. And um, just hang on for dear life right. while they cross the water. Yeah. And because he was a government agent, the government 
was trying to keep him under wraps and was on assignment, they had this cryogenic chamber they kept him in. Oh, cool. And they just defrosted him whenever they needed him. But, oh, wow. But sometime during the Reagan era, he got fed up with the government. I can't imagine why. No. <laughs> <laughs> and could he go out in sunlight? Uh, he could go out in sunlight, yes. Okay, yeah. Didn't like it, but he could do it. And um, once again, the, could he make others like himself? He, he could indeed. The traditional? Yeah. He tended not to because, you know... Attachments aren't good. Who needs the competition? Yeah, right, right. He was also a shapeshifter. Oh, okay. And he could into like bat. He could lose bat and the wolf thing, and he could even shapeshift to change his appearance, which comes in handy when you're a spy. That takes more concentration. Right. If you're doing a radically different form, I decided Mm -hmm. that's easier to do because you're changing from one form to a radically different one. If you're just changing a few things, your eye color, the shape of your nose. Then you got to really concentrate. concentrate. Well, I would think so because if you're changing into a wolf, it's a generic wolf. Right. But when you're changing your face, you've got to think of very detailed right. things. Especially if you're trying to impersonate somebody, because then you've got that image to do. Where if you're just generally changing your appearance, it might not be right that difficult. So the the original short stories were they ever collected into one or? They have not yet been collected. I did when I turned the uh, back issue collection over to Hildy. Mm-hmm. I gave her the last issues this weekend, in fact. I did photocopy all the blood stories with the intention of eventually getting them collected, possibly by Nikon eBooks. Yeah, it would seem to be a good eBook um, thing. But I haven't done that yet. Yeah, I, that's one of the wonders. I got, I got sidetracked. Yeah. One of the wonders of, um, you know, e- this e-book um, model is that things like this that some of us didn't discover right. we can have again. And the things that fall through the cracks, the things that, like the two books, well, the one that they have and another one I'm just sending them now from the 80s. Nobody's republishing anything from the 80s. No. But um, we'll do stuff from, like, the 60s, and then there's that hole in the middle. Middle, right. And there's also, they can afford to do stuff that doesn't have a, you know, we don't need to sell 100,000 copies. Right. You know, if it's on an e-book, it's there, somebody orders it, then they sell a copy. If you sell 50 copies, all right, I got a check for a dollar and a half. But Right, and it allows for more taste. I mean, a lot of people don't realize that um, publishers are a business, big publishers are a business, and you could right. have an excellent novel, and you could have a niche market, but they're not going to publish it because right. it's not a moneymaker. So exactly. This is or it's not enough of a moneymaker. Exactly. That's the yeah. problem. We're only going to make like $100,000 on this one. It's not worth our effort. We'll make $500,000 out. We'll publish that one and forget the other one. Right. We, we, we can sell, you know, 5 million copies of a Harry Potter a day. Right. Why would we want something that sells only 100000 And then they put all their advertising and pushing the book that everybody knows is coming out anyway. Right. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's going to be started on that. Yes. So um, have you done any more since the Spy Who... Um, uh, there were a couple of uh, short... Uh, Blood story. The character's name is James Blood, but he often used the name Victor Varney. Oh, Varney, yeah, you Varney know, the vampire. A little yeah. more subtle there. Yes. Um, and I did one or two more short stories in the magazine. He's been exclusively published in Space and Time. Okay. So, you know, because I just felt, you know, and it just seemed to fit that yeah. mixed genre thing that I was looking for in Space right. and Time. Uh, but, uh, no, as I said, uh, after a while, it seemed to me that 
any self-respecting vampire would not want to work for the people that have been present <laughs> at the time. He at was. the time, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for your time. I hope I do see that in ebook someday because it sounds like an interesting collection. I'll try and work on it this year. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to hearing from you. You can leave comments at www.vampireswitchesandgeeks.com or at my main website www.morvanwestfield.com. Thanks for listening. This episode is copyright 2012 Morvan Westfield but licensed under a Creative Commons license. See www.vampireswitchesandgeeks.com for more details.